this is Kara Foster, Senior Minister of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky. You're listening to our sermon podcast. You can connect with us at firstchristianmadisonville.org or join us in person at 8.30 and 11 a.m. at 10.30 College Drive in beautiful Madisonville, Kentucky. I hope you'll subscribe. Thanks. So you know the story, Mary gauged to Joseph, angel of the Lord comes to tell her she's going to be having a child. We don't know why really, but it says she goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, who also seems surprised by her pregnancy. And while she's there, Mary proclaims the powerful and prophetic words that I'm going to read in just a moment. It's called Mary's Song, often referred to as Mary's Magnificat in Latin. And Christians have been singing these words in Christian worship really since they've been celebrating Jesus' birth. And every time I read this particular passage publicly, I always want to take a few moments to tell you about some of the history surrounding this passage over the years, because it has a very fascinating history. Uh, Martin Luther, the, um, the guy who had some grievances about 500 years ago in Germany, who started the Protestant Reformation that our church is part of, uh, one of his grievances with the church of his time was that worship was in Latin, and he was German, and everybody spoke German, and they didn't understand what was being said except for the priest, who then would interpret everything for everyone. He wanted the Bible to be read in the hands of the people's common language, and so he worked with some others to translate the Bible into the German language, and um, that was all great, except there was this one passage, this passage from Luke, that he thought, ooh, maybe we should leave this one in Latin because he was a little concerned that the, the powerful and the rich and the princes of his time that were supporting his Christian movement within the church, he honestly was afraid they'd be pretty mad when they heard what Mary says here in the Bible. Another fun fact about this passage is that there have actually been governments that have tried to ban the public reading of this passage. Guatemala and Argentina are some of them. Um, Archbishop of El Salvador, Oscar Romero, one of my personal heroes in life, he was assassinated, but he used this passage a lot, and he would talk about how this particular passage shows God's concern for the poor and those who have been left out of seats of power. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, the German uh, Christian pastor during the time of World War II, Dietrich Bonhoeffer would be killed. He would be put to death by the Nazis of his government of his time. But before he was arrested and lost his life, he would talk about this passage, and he called it the most passionate, the wildest, one might ever say, the most revolutionary hymn that was ever sung. So, hear this revolutionary hymn that was sung. It's in Luke chapter 1, and I will not be singing it today. You're just going to hear me read it. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 39. It says, In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, 
Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Then why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promises he made to our ancestors to Abraham and to his descendants forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and then returned to her home. Well, this isn't the Mary of silent night, is it? All is not calm and all is not bright. She says, he has scattered the proud. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones. He has lifted up the lowly, filled the hungry, and sent the rich away empty. It's a song for anyone who's ever felt forgotten. Anyone who's ever wondered, maybe God has forgotten me. It's a song about God's faithfulness, a God who hears our cry, a God at work for justice and mercy and love in our world. And she's looking back at the past and remembering all the ways that God has provided for her own people throughout generations. He has helped his servant Israel, she says, in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors. She is daring to sing about what God has done. And here's the thing. It's not like she's got her feet up somewhere sipping hot cocoa right about now. She's gone to her cousin's house, probably, why? Maybe to get away from all the talk around town. Um, she doesn't know if her fiancé, Joseph, is going to stick around. She doesn't even know if she and her child are going to be okay. And maybe there's a part of me, a small part of me, that sort of wants to bust her bubble a little bit and say, okay, Pollyanna, you don't even know what's about to happen next week. You're going to buckle up because you're going to have to take a very untimely trip to Bethlehem. Um, you're going to give birth with nobody and nobody around in a, in a barn, and you don't even have a doctor or anyone to help you. You don't even have that wonderful thing called an epidural to help you get through all this. Um, she doesn't know if uh, she's going to be okay. She doesn't know what her child is going to be okay. And maybe I, there's just this part of me that even thinks she doesn't even know she's going to have to flee the violence of Herod and she and Joseph and her newborn child are going to have to flee to Egypt for safety. Things are going to get bumpy, Mary. Where did she find the courage? She's proclaiming with joy what God has done in her life now. She's singing with joy about the future 
just by trusting the past of what God has already done before the happy ending, before she even gets to hold her son, here she is singing ahead of time. For the Holy One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. And I don't know what you might be carrying into this season, but I have heard people refer to the Christmas season as the season of amplification. And I've always remembered that, the season of amplification, that sense of all that we carry every other month of the year, it just seems bigger and harder and heavier to carry in Christmas. The grief that we have, the brokenness of relationships, all that feels undone or unsettled in our lives just can feel bigger and harder to carry right now. And especially it doesn't help that we're surrounded by this constant message of happy, happy, happy. And it can just make you feel even more out of step with the world around you because you're not happy. You know, a few weeks ago when I was decorating our house for Christmas, we have a fireplace and a mantle and I had um, a whole little image in my mind that I wanted for our fireplace mantle. And I was in the midst of putting all this decor stuff, wreaths, candles, all that stuff on our mantle when I accidentally knocked it all over. And when it was all done in the moment, when I was picking everything up, I could not find a candle. And I know it sounds silly, but this candle, actually, we had two candlesticks already on our mantle, and they were a gift from one of our own, our college student here, Erin, and she had made this candle, these two candles for us from our family's own beeswax. So one-of-a-kind candles. I can't go to Wally World and get another one of them. And it was just gone, and it drove me batty. I mean, I looked everywhere for these candles. I even, well, I can see ahead. I even tried to make the whole family look for the missing candles. My best guess right now um, is not that the dog ate it. I think, um, I think it's gone, in, I think it fell into our very full Christmas tree and I hope that when we pull out our tree after the new year it's going to fall out of the tree and we'll have our candle back. But the candle's still missing. And I tell you, I'm not going to sit here, stand up here and say, oh, let me tell you, that just makes my mantle look more beautiful to have a missing candle. No. It still drives me nuts every time that I look at that fireplace and we're missing one of the matching candles. Um, Martha Stewart would not approve, and I don't either. But here's the thing. Here's the truth of it that I think where Mary's story has something to teach us all because I'm, here's the thing, when I try to make something perfect, even one little area, still can't make it perfect. And Mary's life, there's nothing perfect about her situation. There's nothing easy or settled or certain, and yet here she is today, daring to sing about what God has done in her life. And it's joy. Can't you hear the joy as you read those words? She is speaking words of joy. She's showing us that joy can happen in even the most difficult and hard situations. She's reminding us that you can sing with joy before the happy ending. Joy is when God is present 
and we know it. You can't fake joy. You can pretend happy, but you can't fake joy because joy is a gift. Maybe you're listening to a song or some children sing and suddenly you find yourself tearing up and you don't know why, it's just there. Maybe it's a memory of Christmas long ago that you hold on to, the gift to hold on to that memory through the years. Maybe it's watching squirmy little boys from Madisonville, Kentucky suddenly turn into the most angelic shepherd boys you have ever seen. And it's true, it's because they just know that they're telling a really important story. Joy shows up. I've seen it. I have seen joy show up in the most difficult of situations. I've seen joy show up at funeral homes and hospital bedsides. I've seen joy around dinner tables and in disaster volunteers who keep showing up two years later and new homeowners getting the keys to their brand new house. You know, I was talking to somebody um, who's been living with cancer for a really long time. And frankly, the news right now isn't good for her, and she is very sick most days. And she said something that has stayed with me. She said, I have never once felt alone. Pastor Will Willeman writes, If we Christians are joyful... Ours is not the simple-minded, bubble-brain cheerfulness of those who deny the world's hunger or pain or who think that somehow it's all the best. Joy to us is a gift, a Christmas gift of God who is never content to leave us, who intrudes, offers, creates. Joy is a gift. And at Christmas, we give thanks for a God who was not content to just let us be. Emmanuel, God with us. That's what we celebrate. A God who would not leave us alone. And so in your season of amplification, for all that feels heavy or unsettled in your life right now, I hope you will remember this young woman from 2,000 years ago who faced the weight of the world on her shoulders and she dared to trust in a God that would not let her go and a God who refuses to let us be. Like Mary, maybe we can trust the road ahead even if we don't know what lies around the corner. And who knows? Maybe you just might find yourself surprised to find joy in the last place you'd expect it. Church, may your souls magnify the Lord and your spirits rejoice in God your Savior, for he has looked on favor with you, and all generations will call you blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for you, and holy is his name. Thanks be to God. Amen.